Welcome to the Produce Industry Podcast, your weekly download on current events, trends, market reports, and community discussions. Join us each week from Tampa, Florida, as we cover all aspects of the produce supply chain industry. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Patrick Kelly. Hey, produce people, welcome back to the Produce Industry Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kelly. As always, I am honored to be here coming to you live from Tampa, Florida. Today is February 13th, 2023, and just like that, with a blink of an eye, we are already six weeks into the new year, and I can tell you right now, it is going fast. One of the things I've been having fun with this year is the history of fresh produce with Jack Vandenberg's very own John Papp. We did citrus, we did grapes, and we have more to come, so stay tuned if you want to learn about the history of fresh produce. Now in just a few weeks, we've got the NGA show, the National Grocers Association, uh, that I will be attending in Las Vegas. Now I am speaking on the CEA panel as the moderator. We've got some great panelists that are going to be talking about controlled environment ag, how to bring it into your store, what the wow factor is, and many more things like innovation, sustainability, and how to merchandise this brand new product. Don't forget to mark your calendars for February 22nd, 2022 for our virtual networking hour sponsored by Ag Tools. Now, we have a very special guest. We have Jeff Cady of Tops Markets. He's going to bring you some relevant fun, talk to you about Tops as a grocery, a retailer, and give you a little bit of insight if you wanted to become a vendor. Now, last year, I was hot off the press with Severin. We're bringing Jeff Wadkin back on the show. We're going to talk a little bit more about the process and getting a literal bag from creation all the way to the retail stores. So, as I always say, let's get this episode started. Hey, Jeff. Welcome back to the show, man. Hey, Patrick. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Happy New Year, my friend. It is another one to, I guess, put in the record books. It's, I can't believe it's already February, man. It's like, where did January scary. go? Like, what the- <laughs> It's scary, man. I, I, I'll i be honest. I blinked and it was February 1st. But I mean, it, I, I, already 2023 is coming out of the gate strong. It's been really good to us as a company. I know a lot of people I've talked to are in similar boats. So I know 2022 was a kind of a rough year for some individuals, and I'm really Really looking forward to what 2023 has in store for us. I feel you, man. I mean, just to reminisce on a couple country songs, if you if you even know country, but you like "Don't Blink" by Kenny Chesney because it literally goes by that fast. I mean, if anybody knows that song, and then I just thought about that song by Zach Brown Band, "Same Boat," because we're all in the same boat, fishing in the mm-hmm. same hole. <laughs> Yep, exactly. Wonder where, the, wonder where the time goes. Don't get me, yep. don't get me started, Jeff. Don't. Get yeah, me started. I, I won't. I won't. I know how you like to sing, man. So I, I'll try to try to stay away from those song references. I you, think. you uh, know, <laughs> you know, and especially in St. Louis. Don't yep, get me. Yep, I know. Oh, I know where you're going. I know where you're going with this. Oh man. Well, I mean, it's great to have you back on, man. I mean, yep. I always talk about like having my sponsors on, and it's not even just about like, hey, we we got to get this done. We got to have you on. It's about learning. It's about education and, you know, understanding the complex supply chain that we are in. A lot of people don't understand the produce and supply chain. And I always tell them in this nature, like think about a car, Jeff, right? And mm-hmm. to build that car, there's a supply chain. And, and then, then the next question they go, what is that? And I said, well, take off the tires, take out the engine, take off the hood. You got to paint it. You got to put a steering wheel. There's all these components of a car, everyone, just like there's all these components of a supply chain, components of packaging and going through this process, right, Jeff? And that's what we're talking about. It's like, take the car, let's take it apart. And each piece of this car is probably made by 
a hundred different manufacturers, two different people, you know, doing it and then bringing it all together to make this beautiful delivered product. Hence, like some of those onions, 52 tags that we see in the store, right? Or the, or more wine glass tags, Jeff, that Severin has to offer. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of work that goes in to the front end of the packaging side of the world uh, or the manufacturing side of the world, period. I think a lot of people take that for granted much. And I know me and you have talked in the past. It, it, it's funny. It's like, you know, if you knew how much work somebody did to get a pineapple to the retailer, you'd probably pay a little bit more for a pineapple. I feel the same way with packaging. If you knew how much work went in on the back end of, of your packaging, you'd probably be open to paying a little bit more for your packaging. Um, you know which you know, reference, though, we should use for this? Let, let, hmm. Let's just back up two seconds to give another okay. quick shout out. If people knew what the costs were and the labor about bananas, they would pay more than 19 to 42 cents a pound for bananas. Am I right, Amen. Equifruit? Like, Amen. <laughs> Yes. It's a perfect example because yep. you said pineapples and I agree because I've imported pineapples, but those bananas, let's take bananas, 19 cents, 42 cents a pound. If you knew the labor conditions, the working conditions, the unfair practices sometimes that are that are done, yeah, bananas, man. That's what I just had. To, I had to rephrase that, Jeff. No, I, I, I'm happy you did that because I know Equifruit does a great job on trying to bring fair trade bananas to the market. I know they're working really hard to get penetrate the US market. They're really good within the Canadian market. And I believe wholeheartedly what they're trying to do. I mean, I think it, I, I agree with you 110%. So thank you for bringing that up. But, you know, today really what I wanted to talk about was, you know, manufacturing process on the supply chain specific to the packaging for the fresh produce industry. And Patrick, you probably remember when you were in our uh, facility last year, you know, some of the things you saw with, you know, the printing, even the, uh, the, the netting being made or, you know, lamination or the finishing side of things. I kind of want to talk about that and, you know, kind of educate the listeners here on you know a lot of what has to go on within our facility and a lot of things that we do actually to make it a little bit more environmentally friendly on the pa- on the manufacturing side as well. And that's what's amazing about it, Jeff. It, it's like when I was there, I kept talking about a process, right? And I didn't even get to see the whole process. Let's be real because that process doesn't start in the plant. No, actually, you're right. I mean, let's think about it, folks. It starts with the graphics side. You know, and I'll say right now, uh, I know Flavor Wave, you know, we did something for you guys. That packaging looked fantastic. But, you know, there's a lot of due diligence that has to go down it go down before it even makes it into the press. Or, or, or And so you're looking at, you know, the graphic setup, the dye lines, making sure everything is, st- the, the deck is stacked for the production site. I can't tell you how many times I get files from, from clients. Sometimes I'm like, hey, I, we can't produce it this way. I don't, I only have oh, so many stations in a press for colors. Or, hey, this is really not... You know, we have to revise it. And so when you do that due diligence on the front end, you really stack the deck. So you've got a a pristine, fantastic looking packaging that goes into the retail side, exactly like those Flavor Wave lemons we saw just recently. Yeah, those Flavor Wave lemon bags turned out really well. Shout out to Sarah McConnell, which is my sister-in-law. And she's been doing a great job develop those Flavor Wave bags. And what's great about it is too, is that she understands printing, Jeff. So that's mm-hmm. why you're you're getting what you what is desirable because you get someone like me that designs it, which which mm-hmm. I didn't. I used to do this for my boxes back in the days when I imported pineapples, Jeff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I would always get the, the printer would always come back to me and hey, you got to lessen this, you got to remove the color. Hey, you know this it's going to come out blurry, right? Mm-hmm. And and those are things that pre-process uh, before it hits the the floor, right? To be printed, mm-hmm. man, that's hours. I mean, we're talking. I mean, oh. if you put that into days. 
I mean, you're spending a few days, we're talking 24 hours, right? A few days working on designs, working on, you know, touching up to make sure that it's not going to be blurry, adjusting sizing, right? Maybe even doing mm-hmm. some, some test runs maybe, huh, Jeff? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, we do a lot of uh, due diligence on the front end where we'll send a hard copy proofs to clients. And that's a hard copy proof is something that's on press side that our op- press operator utilizes to match what's coming out of the press. So, you know, we may send something to a client and hey, it doesn't look right. Hey, we need to change this here, there. This this color isn't coming out what we expected it to. There's sometimes I've seen projects go for weeks on the pre-press side before it even gets the production side uh, of our facility. So, you know, but that that's the thing is we're very conscious and Severin has an internal art department. So we're very, very laser focused on that because if we do our work up front, then once it hits that production floor, there's, there's very little waste. It goes super smooth and that cuts down on the lead time and you get your packaging just faster. And that's one thing Severin likes to hang their hat on where we have some of the faster lead times in the industry for specific products. And so, you know, doing that upfront due diligence work, even though sometimes it could be painful, really makes the process go super smooth and and efficient all the way through. So, you know, one thing I wanted to kind of get into after this was, you know, kind of talking about actually the printing side. And I know, Patrick, you saw that firsthand when you were in our facility last year. I mean, listen, when I saw the facility, I was impressed man. I, I wish I wish we were able to have a little bit more fun, but we were, I, I think I got in some of the people's way. <laughs> they were like, hey, move out, move out of the way a little bit. But, you know, I, I think what's interesting though is too, is that even knowing, you know, coming from a background of, of citrus, right? We talked about the Flavor Wave citrus mm-hmm. bag and coming from citrus, I could tell you it wasn't until, geez, probably until I started printing my own boxes that I really understood that process. So when someone would tell me, hey, it's $3,500 or $4,500 for these plate fees, I, I would think I was getting robbed, Jeff. I was like, what the heck's a plate? You're going to charge me $4,500 for a plate? What, what the yep. heck is that? Hey, yep. Oh, we're going to keep mean, them on file for you. What, what are you going to keep my plates on file? What, what are we doing here? It's funny you bring that up because that's always a conversation you have, especially with new clients that come on board. You know, what's, what's pre-pressing plates? Why am I paying for that? Well, hey, there's there's a lot that goes in the front end. You got to do the separations right. And you, once those plates are made, they're like the tires of your car. So, you know, if you do them right and it, it's in good shape, you know, you'll get a lot of life out of those plates, especially if you, you maintain them correctly. So, but yeah, a lot of people are like, I've never, I don't know what these costs are. Is this a plate I eat off of? It's like, no, it's something that goes through the press, but it is something that people need to be conscious of when they're getting, you know, custom printed packaging done. So I'm happy you brought that up, Patrick. Obviously that, you know, Severin's very laser focused on, you know, setting it up correctly, reducing the amount of plates that are needed for a job. If we're able to have multiple SKUs, trying to be as efficient as possible on that end to minimize those types of upfront costs, but keep in mind those upfront costs are exactly that. They're upfront. At the end, you know, once you've paid those, you're not paying them again unless you got copy changes or a new SKU that comes down the pipe. Yeah, that's the truth, right? And it's funny that, you know, then all of a sudden, if you have one minor change, then it gets skewed. So everyone, Mm -hmm. listen, we're going to be learning more from Jeff about this process. We're going to get into it on the next, after the break. We're going to talk a little bit more about moving through the supply chain, what it takes to get your packaging, not just to a warehouse, to the retail store. So we'll be right back. Discover Orchard Freshness on Amazon Fresh with Arctic Apple Slices. Arctic Apple stays Orchard Fresh longer than other prepackaged, pre-sliced apples. This means less waste and no more half-eaten apples. Plus, you'll love the undeniable freshly picked flavor. Arctic Apple Slices are available in convenient grab-and-go bags in both Arctic Golden or Arctic Granny varieties in select markets on Amazon Fresh. Packable, snackable, 100% irresistible. 
Are you ready to enhance your skills? Every day we are tasked to make fast, effective decisions to keep up with the fast-paced produce industry. At AgTools, we take the pressure off of gathering data to help make your day easier and more enjoyable. Connecting the supply chain with AgTools is unique, practical, and easy. Ag tools can be used from multiple angles of the produce industry, from farmers all the way to logistics companies. We call that 360 degree decision making day after day. Visit us at www.agtechtools.com to gain more reliable and relevant data to see more, achieve more. And now, back to our show. Welcome back to the Produce Industry Podcast, everyone. It's always great to hear from Dynamite sponsors creating Dynamite content for the produce and supply chain industry. And not only that, is helping feed America and the globe together with fresh produce, everyone. Today, we have Jeff Watkin of Severin Packaging. We're talking all things processes of packaging, how to get a bag of citrus to your retail. So Jeff, welcome back. Thanks for having me, Patrick. You know, I, I know we talked in, uh, before the break about, you know, all the upfront stuff that goes on with the, the in the packaging process. One thing I really kind of wanted to focus on now was kind of like the printing process. And I don't want to bore the listeners here. I, I probably hear a collective groan, but it, you know, there's a lot of a lot of work that goes into that as well. And one thing that Severin really hangs their hat on is we, you know, we have a very state-of-the-art facility and we we are very environmentally conscious with our, our manufacturing processes, especially with our print. You know, one big thing is is we, we utilize water-based inks instead of solvent. And just to give you guys an idea of what the difference here is, a solvent-based ink is something that's got it's got a formulation that's kind of similar to a fingernail polish remover. So if you walked in a facility that had a was utilizing a solvent-based ink system, you're going to smell it. Smell it smells like it smells like rubbing alcohol or nail, nail polish remover. Patrick, do you remember smelling anything like that in my facility when you were in? Not at all. Exactly. See, so we're utilizing a water-based ink. And a water-based ink is a lot more environmentally friendly for you know the manufacturing process. There's no VOCs with water-based inks. And when I say that, well, let me back up. There's very, very, very little VOCs with water-based inks. And a VOC is a volatile organic compound. And what it is, that's an outgassing. So that, that smell you smell that I'm talking about with nail polish remover when you're using solvent, it, that's one thing that you know you notice. That needs to be captured in, in a facility that utilizes that type of ink system. It needs to be scrubbed and it, it is a contaminant. It turns into CO2. So the packaging that comes out of Severance facility has a less carbon footprint than a packaging that comes out of a facility that's using a solvent-based ink system. And I know I'm getting scientific here, so I, I don't want to go over everybody's head, but basically it, 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 a water-based is a lot more sound for your packaging than a solvent-based. And I, I would venture to say a majority of the, the our, my competitors are running a solvent-based system. So that's one thing that we always like to talk about because we're very laser-focused on, you know, what can we do in our manufacturing process to reduce our carbon footprint and make it a little bit more sustainable for our clientele? And I know that's a big buzzword for a lot of people. I've been in a lot of conversations in 2023 already where, you know, the, the ink system has come up and they, that has been something that people are very in tune with. I like it. That's something I was going to ask you is, you know, looking at some of the competitors out there and we won't ever name them, but it's like, yeah, are they using those other systems? So if I was to walk in, we're probably going to smell that. Now, some of the other guys and gals out there, they might use some of the ink a base systems as well. But like you said, I mean, this is this is what you guys hang your hat on and what you're doing to make yourselves relevant and competitive in the industry. So as we fast forward though, now I'm the consumer, Jeff, right? Mm -hmm. I, yep. Your wife, the same thing. We're going out grocery shopping and we see 
you know, the onions, you know, wine glass tag, or we see these flavor wave lemons in the store. You know, I'm always curious because like I said, I mean, it took me a while before I started printing boxes to understand the process. Let's fast forward. I mean, let's tell consumers where and how it gets there. Oh yeah. I mean, think about it here. You know, we have, we have to go through the print process, goes through a lamination process, goes through the finishing process, and then, you know, you have to ship. And so we're going to, to whatever facility is packing it. And where Severin's uh, facility is located, it's right outside St. Louis, Missouri. So we're centrally located in the United States. So we can go to the East Coast or the West Coast. We're very strategic on on, on our positioning in that regard. So we can service a, a good portion of the United States very diligently with our shipping process and getting things out to, to market fast. Speed to market has been something we've always hung our hat on and we're very, very laser focused on because we understand fresh produce industry, guys, it's produce. It's got a short shelf life. So if you if you got your produce sitting there and it's and it you don't have packaging, you don't you can't sell your produce. And so the fact that we, we usually are very responsive. We are turnkey with a lot of our items. And again, like I mentioned earlier on in this podcast, you know, we're, we have some of the shortest lead times in the industry. We do that for a reason because we know that the, the fresh produce industry needs to have the short uh, lead times to be able to get their items to the market. I agree. And that's one of the things we always talk about in produce is it's perishable, everyone. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously, duh, right? Mm-hmm. You get the little monkey chiming, ding, 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 like, duh. It's, <laughs> like, it's perishable. We know it. Is there a perishable song out there I can reference to? I don't think there is. I don't I don't think I can. Not off the top of uh, my head. I'd have to go to look at my Spotify to, to get that mm, one. So. Someone sent me an orange juice song the other day, and I think I'm going to reach out to that guy because the guy was like, he, he did an acoustic orange juice song. All right. We're way off topic. But yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, if you're dumbing it down, I mean, that's what I say is like, you got to understand, you know, that consumers really don't even know where their fresh produce comes from. Hence why for so long too on packaging, you know, remember the days, Jeff, where you had to print that extra citrus from South Africa or citrus from Mm -hmm. California. I mean, Mm -hmm. listen, at the end of the day, you know, we want to educate consumers too on what it takes to to buy fruit and vegetables. I mean, look, your your example in the beginning of the episode was so correct. I mean, just talking about what it takes to get a pineapple. I mean, listen, pineapples are like six ninety nine. I don't I don't want to pay more for a pineapple, but I totally agree. That's why the same thing with bananas. It's like we all as Americans don't respect the process of paying more and why to pay more, right? Yeah, we t- we take a lot for granted. To be honest, it's kind of sad to say, but it's true. You know, and, and the big thing I've been a proponent of, you know. Think about in the past five, 10 years, you know, the farm to table concept, you know, people want to know where their food comes from. That's why, you know, Patrick, you do a fantastic job with this podcast because you're educating people on outside of this industry as well on what it takes to get that produce to the store and how, where it's coming from and all the work that goes into it. You know, I, I always like to think of, you need to know where your packaging comes from as well. And that's one big thing that I always want to, I, I talk to my clientele about and our prospects, because when you know where your packaging is coming from, it's a domestic source and you've got somebody that's very focused on on communications and transparency with you on, on the entire process. That gives you a little bit more peace of mind, but also educates you on that. You know, when you've got packaging coming from overseas, you don't know, you know, if they're using environmentally conscious uh, packaging. You don't know, you know, their la- their labor styles. There's a lot of things that come into play here. And then on top of that, you you also uh, have uh, something that might be sitting in a port for mo- uh, weeks to months, right. you know, that or sitting on the water, you know. So it's like that's also another thing that you, you don't have that peace of mind knowing that hey, this is where we're at in the process. Hey, it's getting loaded in the truck. It's going to be a four day ship time. When you work with Severin, that's what you you, you know. And we're very transparent all the way through the process on where we're at. 
how things are going and making sure that you're getting the right product that's going to work for your equipment and you're not going to have downtime or any in between. And that's what it sh- and that's what it should be, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I always say when you're dealing with just perishables because everybody's like, yeah, but that's where everything should be. No, not really. I mean, we understand there's lead times, but food once picked, I mean, fruit, I mean, everything. I'll say all food. Let's go back to all food. All food once it's processed, right? All the way down to meat and chicken for produce being picked. Once it is picked, once it is processed, that starts the decomposition of your food. Okay. Like the clock starts ticking, you know, right there. So, right. And and that's where people don't understand. I say that as people, because it is, we want to educate the the listeners that are out there. And that's why you're right. I mean, I, I started this podcast to grow together and that just doesn't mean the industry, but also all of you out there that are listening, how can we better help you understand? I mean, yes. Do I, do I want you to pay a good amount of money for, for lemons and oranges? and grapefruit? Heck yes, I do. But I also want it to be the right amount of money to where you come back and say, I got to have a four pound bag of oranges every week because it fits my lifestyle. It fits my budget and it's just darn freaking good. Yep. Exactly. Amen. You know, and at the same time, you know, fresh produce, I love it because it's such a healthy, healthy industry. You know, we're, we're natural products coming out of the ground, very little process in there. It's, you know what you're getting. And again, kind of, kind of what I was just mentioning a, a minute ago, you know, you, when you know what you're, where your food's coming from and you're educated on it, you know, that that's, that knowledge is power. When you know where your package is coming from, you're working with an outfit that is willing to educate you on the process and, and be transparent with you from cradle to grave on it. Again, that's powerful for you as a company or as a grower, because then that gives you peace of mind. One less thing to worry about. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's do this before we wrap up the show today. What can we tell our listeners that they wouldn't even know about Jeff? Like something that would just blow their mind if they were to walk in. I mean, I can tell you what blew my mind was the stretching of the film, how it's made. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. that to me was, I was like, wait a minute. How does it go from that to that, right? And I'm not going to tell you, everybody. get on the uh, the Produce Industry Show on YouTube. Check out the uh, Hot Off the Press with Severin. And we get to this point where we're making avocado bags. Trust me, you got to go and check it out. But that was one of the things that blew my mind that you were like, see that roll right there? I was like, uh-huh. You're like, that's what it's going to be. And I was like, a who? Wait, yep. what? Yeah, you're, you're talking to a guy that that works for a company that's vertically integrated. So, you know, <laughs> we, we are we're able to... Uh, take a, a product and make our own print sheets, make our own film that, that we utilize for multiple uh, processes within our facility, multiple products. And that's that's one thing, uh, a good, great thing to work with Severin as well, because we have our arms around that portion of the supply chain. A lot of people have to buy those products in order to run it through their facility, where we're actually producing it in our facility on the extrusion. So that's 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 a, another thing. And, and that's what you're talking about, Patrick, was the extrusion line. It looks like a jet engine str- going in the air, you blowing a bubble and you're making your own film. You know, that's 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 a again that's just a, a competitive advantage that Severin has that we bring to the table when you work with us you know we can we can fine tweak things here and there to for your packaging whether it's the thickness of the film or the barrier pop properties to help either you know extend shelf life or you know durability in the market you know think about it if you pick up a bag of uh, lemons and that bag rips open you got failure in the retail space not only is the you know the consumer upset then the retailer's upset and they're going to come back to the probably the uh, the uh, producer for that you know and say hey your packaging's falling apart you know so one thing we're really focused on is you know performance and making sure that it works 
works and it works right. And so there's, there is no failure in the retail space. So that packaging, that product makes it home into that consumer's shelf. That's amazing, man. I mean, I tell you, it's amazing because even being in the supply chain to this day, when it, you saw me, remember when we walked into Schnucks, mm-hmm. like even just, you see how I get when it, even just walking into a grocery store that we shop at every day, it still mm-hmm. gets me excited to see products from good companies and good people, man. I know that sounds crazy, but it's like, that's something that just really gets to me. So when I walk in a store, you know, that I don't get to see, right? Like a Meyer, a Schnucks, right? A food line. Mm-hmm. And I get to see our Wegmans. That was a cool one I got to see this uh, last year as well. Is that it gets me excited to see like, yes, we're doing it, everyone. Mm-hmm. And, and then when you go down to the grocery aisle, it's like, all right, we got a long road to go because the produce department is, it's always, it's, it's big, but small. That's why I call mm-hmm. it. It's very big, but it's also very small because again, there's so many different produce items. You might not even be catching the tip of the iceberg on some of the items that won't be in a specialty store or a big box store versus your traditional grocery store, Jeff. Yep. Yep, exactly. Yeah, that's one thing I've always loved about the produce aisle. And, and I'll be honest, I used to be on the retail side, you know, before I came over to Severance. So, you know, the the, the smells, the the sights, you know, like usually when you walk in, that's why the, fir- the first thing you walk into when a, at a grocery store is the produce section. It's beautiful. You know, it's not just rows of product in, st- in a sterile shelf. You know, you've got a lot of, you're hitting all the senses. And, you know, it's, it's always healthy section of the store. And it's one that people need to focus more on and stay in more with their purchasing. Yeah, that, that's the truth, man. Well, listen, as we conclude this episode, I want to obviously thank you for coming on. I love talking about, again, processes. And I would say the process of supply chain to for our listeners, because that's something we want to know. We've got other channels out there, like where the food comes from, right? We've got other outlets mm-hmm. out there that's called you know Produce Common Sense by Shea Myers that talks about giving you the produce common sense of life, right? Like Onions 101, the things that we just don't know and, and what we need to learn. And, and then again, we got Dan, my co-host, that's always talking about what's fresh and in the fields and what's on the horizon. So everyone, please tune into your produce, tune in to what you're paying for, the, for that produce in your stores. Don't think about that you're paying so much and it's going into these pockets of all these huge corporations. Know that you're supporting local businesses. Know that you're supporting families and know that you're supporting that great food is being grown right here in the States and overseas. Yep. Yeah. Big shout out to you, Patrick. Thank you for having me on. I always appreciate everything you're doing for this fresh produce industry. It's it's always fantastic to see. And, you know, big shout out to Flavor Wave and Golden Star. They uh, fantastic packaging. Really uh, enjoy working with that team. Looking forward to more, Jeff. And as we say, we'll see you in the fields and on the horizon. You've been listening to the Produce Industry Podcast with Patrick Kelly. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Anchor to get new, fresh weekly episodes. For more, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Produce Industry Podcast. Until next time, see you in the fields or on the horizon.